Welcome to Linda's Life Lessons Podcast. As a teaching professor, my students often tell me that their favorite part of class was when I chatted with them in what they called Linda's Life Lessons. I would take five or ten minutes at some point in class, not every day, and chat about things that had come up, maybe in one-on-one meetings with students in my office or a question asked in class. There's pretty much nothing out of bounds. We talk about it. In these podcasts, I share tips for students and parents, helpful guidance through the college years, and a few stories along the way. We chat about situations students have found themselves in and how we navigated it. Along the way, we talk about some do's and don'ts for parents, too. Okay, let's get started. In this episode of Linda's Life Lessons, we continue our talk about your study plan, your schedule for learning. In the last episode, I outlined how to set up your schedule for your learning success. As a quick little review, you will approach being a student as though you are working a full-time job, meaning that you will schedule your student work week with 40 hours each week, 8 hours a day, ideally Monday through Friday, so your weekends are free for other activities. You will set up your schedule in this way so each day you will have a plan for your learning. This schedule means that you will have time for doing the assigned reading, completing assignments, and preparing for exams. Sticking to this plan is a true stress buster. When you build your schedule, be sure you are including your other activities, the things outside of school. Maybe you have a part-time job, organizations you're involved in. All of the activities you regularly engage in should be part of your schedule. For example, if you always go out with friends on Thursday night, you won't want to schedule a study time on Thursday night because that's never going to happen. Setting up a schedule that includes all of your activities is the key to being successful with this whole strategy. For example, my schedule always includes my morning meditation and journaling ritual as well as my morning workout. My daily schedule is built around the activities I regularly engage in. Okay, so let's say you've built your 40-hour-a-week study and other activities schedule. Now what? How do we make it work? How do we stick to it? I start with, and I suggest that you do this too, by getting your schedule into your phone. I'm a big fan of Google Calendar. You might choose to use Outlook. Whatever your preference, get your schedule set up in your calendar on your phone. I color code my calendar so I can see at a glance what I've got going on. Classes are one color, study time is a different color, appointments are another color, family time is yet another color. I find the different colors help me in my efforts to find balance in my life. The visual helps me organize my day. When you set up your calendar, schedule reminders for upcoming events. These reminders are a big part of helping you stick to your schedule. So now you've got your schedule entered. On Monday, you get up and do your morning startup ritual. We'll chat about daily rituals in a future episode. In short, your morning startup ritual is how you start your day every day. My morning ritual is journaling, meditating, exercise, shower and dress, and breakfast by 7.30 a.m. This means I get up early in order to fit all of this in, but this works for me because I'm a morning person. Here's the thing. Some mornings I don't have to leave for work at 7.30. On those days, I've been known to dilly-dally, maybe messing around with a project at home, 
sometimes just going down the social media rabbit hole. And before I know it, it's 8.30 and I haven't gotten anything done yet. Ack! To help prevent that from happening, I set a 7.30 a.m. reminder in my phone. When the reminder pops up, I either get in the car to drive to my office or I go to my home office to start my work day. That reminder keeps me from frittering away my time. It helps me to be intentional about how I spend my time. Believe me, there's power in those little reminders. I set reminders through my day to remind me to take a break, to prompt me to shift from one task to another. These reminders help me to work efficiently throughout the day. Without the reminders, I tend to get immersed in one thing and I completely forget about other projects and tasks that need my attention, not to mention that I even forget to take a break. So set your phone to give you reminders. These reminders will help you in an even bigger way. Let's be real. Often we plan to study in between things, like you intend to study during the hour between your economics and history classes. You have really good intentions. And then, as you're walking out of the econ class, a friend stops you and says, Hey, a bunch of us are going to go hang out and grab a bite to eat. Want to join us? Hey, for many of us, FOMO is a thing. For real. You know you were planning to study, but you tell yourself, Ugh, I'll do it later. And you go. Or at first you say, No, I can't go because I have to study. To which your friend says, Study later. Come with us now. You can always study later today. So you go with your friends. In all honesty, you intend to make up that study time that evening. But that night, huh, there's another opportunity for fun. Everyone's getting together to watch the new Netflix show that just dropped. You're in. You don't want to miss out. FOMO, right? FOMO is the fear of missing out, if you didn't know. Now let's get really honest. Ask yourself this. If you do these things, hang with friends when you intended to study, Do you really enjoy yourself? Or do you feel sort of bad the entire time thinking, ugh, I should be studying, I should be studying, I should be working on my homework? Most of us don't have as much fun as we otherwise would because we feel conflicted about our decision to have fun before we had completed our workday. That feeling of should be studying niggles at the back of our mind. It's just there, hanging out. Ugh, I hate that. We don't enjoy ourselves because of the work that's waiting for us, for what we should be doing. We tell ourselves that we'll do it when the show is over, but it's late when we get back to our rooms. We sit down at the books, trying to work, but the reality is we're just too tired to get much done. What we're doing here is sabotaging our success. Having this happen once, probably not going to sink your grades. Having this happen repeatedly, that's going to have a not-so-good effect on your learning and your grades. So how do we handle this? First rule, when someone is asking you to go do something at a time when you are scheduled to work to study, you never, 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 never say you can't go do the thing because you have to study. Never say that. Never. Why? Because if you say that, the person is likely to encourage you to go because you can just study later. It happens all the time. So what do you do instead? When the person asks you if you want to go do something, instead of saying, I can't because I have to study, you say, I'm sorry, I can't. I have an appointment. Or 
I'm sorry, I can't. I have somewhere I have to be. Leave it at that. Most people will never ask questions about your appointment or where you need to be. They take you at your word. Saying, I have an appointment, or I have to be somewhere, or I have something I need to do, sounds sort of mysterious, which means that's the end of the you-can-study-later pushback. It really is that simple. But wait a minute, Linda, what about my FOMO? You said it was a thing for some of us. Most of the time, you will need to proceed with your scheduled study plan, your success plan, because it's just what you need to do. Use the schedule, the reminders, to help develop your self-discipline. Some of the time you can say to them, I have to go do a thing, but how about I text you, message you when I'm done so I can come join you? Now you get the best of both worlds. You get to do what you need to do to stick to your success plan. And after you've done your work for the day, you've gotten your eight hours of work in, you get to join your friends and go have fun. Guilt-free fun. How cool is that? Fun that you can fully enjoy because you won't have that I should be studying thing running through your head. Won't that be fantastic? Set your mind. Work first, then play. Work first, then play. When you do that, fun is so much more fun because there is no guilt. I don't know about you, but I love guilt-free fun in my life. Give yourself a couple of weeks with this schedule. At first, it'll feel like work just to stick to your success plan. Hang in there. It will soon become routine. You will have good, solid success strategies in place. And the beauty of this is that with this 40-hour-per-week learning success strategy, you will have so many guilt-free fun moments because you will have earned time off. Isn't that so cool? So let's recap all of this, this learning success strategy. In these last few episodes, we've talked about how to work so your study time is effective. Follow the guidance and your time spent will be efficient and will move you from studying to learning, which means that you will be far less stressed at exam time. We've talked about why you need to have a plan, because without it, you lack direction and end up missing deadlines and potentially not prioritizing your learning time. And now we've talked about how to stick to your schedule. None of this is overly difficult. You just have to do it. I've been teaching this for years. I've never had someone come back to me after having truly worked this plan the way I've described and say to me, it doesn't work. This is bookkiss. Just doesn't work. Former students do come back to me and say they are still using these skills in grad school, in their work life, because it works. It helps them be successful. While we're talking about this and trying to set you up for learning and life success, don't be afraid to talk to your family about this. Share your learning success plan with them. Tell them about what you're doing and why. You are investing so much on your education. Enlist your loved one's support by telling them what you're doing. Let them know that this is a priority for you. Communicate that you love them, but you need to put in the appropriate time to being a student so you can be successful. This might mean that you can't be at every single family gathering. Not being with them doesn't mean you don't care, 
that you don't love them. It just means that, for now, you are prioritizing your education, the money, the time, the effort, so you can use this as a springboard, a foundation, for the rest of your life. Ask them to work with you. Perhaps you can plan out which of the family events you'll attend and which ones you might need to skip. Note that if you don't have far to travel to get to your family, if you follow this learning success strategy, you can be there for the activities on the weekends. Because if you're working your student job 40 hours, Monday through Friday, you can be at your family gatherings on the weekends. Just ask them for their cooperation so family things aren't scheduled during the week, so family vacations are scheduled when classes are not in session. Share your schedule with them. Let them know when classes start and when the semester ends. Encourage them to schedule the family vacation after finals so you can really relax and enjoy your time with them. Your family loves you. They want you to be happy, successful, and stress-free. This means they're going to want to work with you to schedule things in a way that works with your schedule as a student. But if you don't share this stuff with them, how can they know when to schedule things or what you need from them? So include them. They love you. They want to share this journey with you. I hope you have found value in this chat about how to stick to your study plan. In future episodes, I'll share information about the planner that I use. It's a huge help for me. I'll also be sharing some things that I do to help reduce stress. Stick with me. We're on a journey of moving to being better, to living better. We're just getting started in these lessons, so stay tuned. If you want to hear more from me, please subscribe to my weekly newsletter by clicking the newsletter link in the show notes. If you feel like you need help making changes in what you are doing and would like to work with me one-on-one, go to the coaching link in the show notes. My schedule stays pretty full, so there's a chance you might be on a wait list. If that's the case, I'll be in touch as soon as I have another opening. May I ask a favor of you? If you found today's chat meaningful, please subscribe to the Linda's Life Lessons podcast and tell your friends about me. Take a moment to write a review. Connect with me on Instagram or Facebook, and be sure to check out the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. When I'm teaching, I end the week of classes with this message that I will now leave with you, my friend. Have a lovely, fantastic, and fun weekend, and please come back to me safely. See you next time.